This episode of We Want to Talk About It Now is brought to you by Squarespace.com. And guess what? Squarespace.com is now an official full-time advertiser for We Want to Talk About It Now. You're looking to make a cool website? You're looking to get people to know more about your brand? Squarespace has never made it more easy for users to create the best website to show off all the cool stuff they're doing. Check them out at squarespace.com. Because we don't care. We want to talk about it now. Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. We have reached our two-year anniversary, I guess Alex's two-year anniversary for uh, this podcast, so we wanted to do a little, you know, rundown of how it's been for the last two years. So, how's it been? Have you enjoyed it? What's your least favorite part and your favorite part? Please share with us, because we would love to find out. Well, I got a five-piece chicken strip from KFC with their coleslaw. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, like, besides what you're eating right now. Their how? coleslaw is so good. I don't know. I know. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like, their coleslaw is not that good. Their coleslaw is like so... We make coleslaw regularly. And I don't know what it is about this coleslaw that KFC makes, but it is just, it's probably the... <laughs> it's probably the preservatives no, no, the I, was thinking the, I was thinking the preservatives the artificial flavors and the artificial sweeteners you, you don't think it's the ejaculate of the workers no, no. that is absolutely disgusting i do man. not want you to say that again <laughs> i just wanted to make sure you heard it the first time so i guess this podcast is going to turn into a fast food rundown of how uh, your fast food tastes pretty good it hit the <laughs> spot man the I don't know what those 13 secret herbs and spices that the colonel has up his sleeve, but they are delicious. Why they're up his sleeve, I don't know. Quite unhygienic, but if it tastes as good, that's why I made that joke about the coleslaw. It's the, it's the kind of like, it's kind of like that, jo- it's not even a joke, like I honestly mean it. Granted, I don't actually know the physical effects of eating fecal matter, but like if you can make fecal matter taste delicious... I'll eat it as long as it doesn't make me sick. And sometimes I will eat things. People eat sushi all the time and they get sick from it because it's so good. Like as long as something tastes delicious, people are willing to sacrifice quite a bit when it comes to mm, health quality. <laughs> as long as it tastes good. I am the opposite where if something makes me sick, I don't eat it again. I have a really hard time like crossing that barrier after like getting sick from something like yeah i'm gonna eat that again like caviar no thank you i got sick once i will never try it again babe do you want me to call you out right now chick-fil-a i had a bite of chick-fil-a i had a bite because it's so good bite because it's so good and then i realized no i don't think this is worth it because i was sick for a week with that and you didn't get sick this time because you because you took the right bite okay thanks well and what happened it was it yeah i don't know we won't get into that. Why not? Cheers to I not getting. I get into it. Um, we haven't gotten food poisoning this year, which is. I think I did though. When? The from uh, the Holy Grill. <laughs> Sorry, the oh, Holy Grill or any Holy Grill. Yeah, those tater the tots. Potatoes. Those potatoes are so good though. But we got and that's how sick I know. like three times, three or four times last year. Like oh, I got from sick Chick-fil-A. four. No. Yeah. Chick. I mean, multiple things. Airplane. It was just, yeah. Uh, caviar from Vegas Steakhouse in Vegas And uh Good news is I just got my concealed carry Certification according to my Email From who? I have no idea I didn't even know I applied for it But I got it So anyways I bet you that's a real email What has been your favorite podcast Over the last year? Because we did one at the first year mark So like the second year mark See what's weird is now they're starting to blend together like, I guess, so I like, don't know. what components make <laughs> well, up no. a really good podcast well, to you? Unfortunately, like, what makes up a good podcast to me is not necessarily what the listener wants to listen to. Um, I've, I've always been thinking about, like, going, I just don't think I'm smart enough to do it, like, going, like, super deep dive into, like, sports things. So I do love, like, the Bill Simmons podcast and things like that. But what people seem to like is anytime that I'm suffering. 
like as simple or, or, or somebody else's suffering is going on. People love hearing those stories, especially like the, and I feel like there's a repeat of the podcast from last year. That's what it was last year. Still like the number one podcast of this year are ones where it's like something bad, like our divorce, I think it was our divorce. Did we do that this year? Right. Wasn't this like this calendar year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We did that one. That's like, was the biggest one. Like, Oh, well, let's listen. Like we're all a bunch of voyeurs. And I'm like, I'm I not mad. I should be happy. You guys are paying the bills. Like, paying the bills by listening, I should say. And it's just so interesting to me. And so, like, sometimes a lot of the podcasts, and this is going to sound weird, but full transparency, I pander to whatever the the audience wants. I think that people can understand and, um, I guess, connect with ones that have, like, a ton of emotion behind it. Or, like, maybe they're going through, through something not similar, but, like, really, really hard time. And so, like, they hear something else, like, of somebody else going through a hard time. And they're like, wow, it's good to hear other people going through hard times. I know that sounds really bad. Like, yay, now that we're all on the same, like, really depressed level. Um, but it makes us feel better that, like, we're not the only ones going through difficult times. Yeah. And so they enjoy hearing other people's stuff. Just maybe to make them feel better about their situation or just make them well it's because one man's one man's uh oh what's that word i forget how i say that phrase one man's curse is another man's blessing that's like so happy i didn't have to go through that like for every person who loses out at a job interview someone got the job and they're happy that's a good point like there's always some there's always that in order to have true balance you have to have all negative and all positive balance out like if you have two positive and one negative that's not balance you need the other negative to balance it out well even i like listening to really depressing podcasts i know and and i get to deal with it <laughs> i've only cried once well, i had dreams again about all these murders i no, wonder it was, why the thing is it's not even about the murders i don't listen to the murder podcast anymore it's just really i just listen to like the <laughs> short stories that other people write in so it's not like super detailed that sounds <laughs> so like no still, no, no. they're not murder it. stories though they're not murder stories sometimes though like never murder stories or sometimes. like maybe once in a while it is but it's mostly like funny stories about their hometown or like funny <laughs> funny stories of shooting up the local jack-in-the-box and killing 14 people <laughs> no jovial stories but going like back that. to like i listen to really depressing podcasts i don't know if it's because i'm like in this depressed state where I'm just like, I need to like cheer myself up with depressing stuff because my life isn't really that bad. Well, I mean, <laughs> like a lot of people like, like when, when you go into like depressive states, um, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but like it seems like people generally will listen to more sad music. It's not like they like, like you know what I'm going to listen to right now that I'm depressed. I'm going to listen to. Um, that is a good point. Yeah. Whatever Happy, that song upbeat is. pop music gonna rock and roll party every day by kiss like that's not yeah. what they're gonna listen to like oh can i get um can i get some death cab going well, for a little bit it's really sad because like Slow my life down. is really nothing like not bad compared to all of those other stories that i listen to yeah. but like i think that it makes me more grateful for my life and makes me appreciate the people in the times that i have in my life while it is happening as opposed to just like taking everything for granted. It's kind of weird because I feel bad because I almost feel like I'm criticizing like the people who listen to the podcast itself, but it's just human nature. I'm sure I do it in some way. I'm sure I'm a voyeur in some way or another. And when I say voyeur, I don't mean it like the pervy, the pervy <laughs> look up your skirt way. I mean like voyeur, like people just like peeking into other people's lives and being able to see what they're essentially like their dirty laundry. Yeah. Which is, I get, like, that's why people love, like, that story, like, the the dude that masturbated the dude. That masturbates the wrong word, because master is, like, one person. Um, Objected in plain sight? Yeah. The guy that, like, gave the handjob, everyone was, like, joking around about that one. The, we the haven't Ted watched Bundy that one, one yet. everyone joking about that one. Um, I don't get me, like, I get it. Like, it's weird. Like, it's weird, so that's what makes it entertaining. Like, entertainment has, to, like, as redundant and dumb as this sounds. Entertainment has to be entertaining. Or else well, and it has to be like, I don't know, like either really secretive or sketchy. Well, it or... Goes, it's the Sansa Stark quote. The truth is, or, is either terrible or boring. Yeah. Like that's what people, so people, and, and I know people are like, there's lots of fun stuff that happens. And people forget about the fun stuff that happens real, real quick. No one is, no one is remembering 
the day Disney opened. Like that's not like all right, seventy years ago. So today, we remember Disney like D Day and all these no, like people remember terrible like all these terrible. No, yeah. no, no, exactly. So like, oh Woodstock, which people remember Woodstock because yeah, cool, awesome music, outdoor venue, whatever. But lots of people died. It was a very, very poorly set up thing. Like they always are focusing on the negative of a lot of those things. And I honestly don't know if there were positives of Woodstock, so I don't want to talk too much of that. But it just seems like that is what, like, no one remembers any amazing thing that happened. We all remember the bad things. So is there anything else in our life that we could, like, There's a reason you said D-Day and you didn't say V-Day. So Victory in Europe Day, Victory in Japan Day. We'd learn about that in junior, in our junior year of high school. But besides that, we only are remembering, like... D-Day, 9-11. I was thinking the same um, thing, yeah. Attack on Pearl Harbor. We talk about all these terrible, terrible things. Those are the things that get remembered. We talk about the Holocaust, which I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about these things. I just think like some good news. So John Krasinski is doing this fun show called Some Good News, and I'm already getting bored by it, like just being like blatantly honest. And I feel bad because I'm just like, wait, I'm this person who's been championing like good and happy things, trying to like find the positivity in life and talk about things like that. But you want to know what people really aren't that interested in stuff like that. Well, I feel like anything like in stories and movies and in life, we like look for the conflict. Drama. Yeah. We love and thrive off that conflict. I don't know why it is, but it's just what we gravitate towards. So what else in our life could people gravitate towards? Like, do we have any more conflict in our life that we can, like, air out to make this podcast more enjoyable? Like, Well, it all makes sense. I get it. I'm sorry that I'm showing right now, everybody. Finger looking good. <laughs> He's um, literally looking, looking his fingers right now. Love their chicken from Popeye's. I want to be equal. Um, crap, I don't know where I was going. What were I talking about? How people love conflict. Um... It's because we're always looking to solve problems. That's like what I've been going back to a lot. Because our lives are so easy, we want problems and we want conflict. Like for some reason, in order to, in order to really be human is getting better and improving on things. So if you have nothing to improve on, what do you do? You go and look for things to improve on. When there are no problems there, you create them so that you can feel like you're improving on something. Like most people's like lives, this is going to people... sound so bad. Most people's lives will end up being meaningless. That sounds sad, that sounds really dramatic, but at the end of the day, most of our lives, I would say 99.9% of all people that live, our lives are pointless. And that's fine. Like, if, if I think if humans could come to terms with just like, we're living in a super badass time where things are pretty good. I know coronavirus is happening right now. We're recording this April 25th. I understand that there are bad things that do happen. There are things that we still need to improve on. But comparatively to where we were before as a human species, life is really, 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 really easy. Well, Alex, what about all those people who are starving in, in, in third world countries? There used to be a lot more starvation. There used to be a lot more famine. I, I don't... We're, we are literally living at the best time that anyone could live. So we create these little stories. And so like we have like these little dramatic explosions. I'm not, I don't want to say specifically what episode of this year that this was about, but... There was some explosions that came up over this thing. And like my thought process was like, man, because at first I felt like super guilty. And I still like feel a little bit of guilt um, for talking about it. But then finally my brain got to, man, I am so happy that our lives are so good that this is an actual discussion point of conflict. I'm so happy it's not something else. I'm so happy it's not us con- con- like talking about like, so are we going to hide our friends in the basement so that when the police come, like, is, like there's a risk there if we do that? Like, it's so good that we don't have to have those conversations. Yeah, we were just talking about this yesterday. Like, would, be, would we be those people that help the Jews during World War II? And I said, probably not. <laughs> Unless it was someone we knew. Because, yeah, like, they're friends. Yeah. Like, our friends, of course. But it's, like, it's really hard to, like put yourself in that situation and think like how you would go through it and thankfully we don't have to go through that because that'd be really difficult like we're going through coronavirus that's nothing compared to world war ii (laughs) well or or the holocaust yeah yeah which was like yeah goes hand in hand nothing compared to having an atomic bomb dropped on you which was a terrible tragic thing but you want to know what so is pearl harbor you want to know what 
You know, like there's been a lot of terrible, like no one's guilt. Like this is what's interesting. No one is innocent. In the wars kind of thing? No one is innocent in in all of the history of mankind. Everyone, no no matter what, every single type of person has been represented by an evil person at some point or another. Not like, not necessarily like the poster boy for them, but if if you're if you're homosexual, bisexual, transsexual, um, black, white, whatever, like whatever label you want to ascribe to yourself, there is someone who's done a horrible atrocity. And then we can get into the little fighting game of like, well, it's mainly been white people. Fine, cool. If that makes you feel better, cool. But none of us are innocent. We've all done terrible, terrible things. Well, the thing is like, we can be innocent and we can like make an innocent name for ourselves individually yes yes, yes, yes but like no race no like group is innocent <laughs> which but, is why i'm always curious why we're attacking groups because i know that maybe there are systematic problems that there are but generally i just go back to like name name a better time to go back and live name a time where you as you your entire entity you don't have you don't you won't have all of the knowledge of this life, but your your entire biology is the same. Tell me one time in, in life that you would prefer to go back to. And I don't think a single person on planet Earth would say, I want to go back to and you're still in your same social status I think- and everything like that. There's not a single time that anyone would myself included, like, man, it's been awesome to be a white man throughout all of human history. Sure, but I definitely don't want to go back to 1990 or 1960 or a thousand years ago during the 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 dark ages. Like I don't I don't want to go back. This is the best time ever for me to be living too. I completely agree, but it's like I think that people take the things that we have right now for granted, and so like they'll think like, oh yeah, it'd be super fun to go back to like Woodstock, like or go back to 1920s where they had all these crazy awesome parties. But it's like. We didn't have all the technology that we have today. We didn't have, like, sorry to say this, but, like, feminine products that we have today. Like, that's a huge thing. Yeah, we didn't have vaginas. Birth control. Like, no, no, no. Like, tampons. Oh, have we always had vaginas? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Learning something new every day. The freedoms that we have today, like, as a female, to be able to, like, I can choose what birth control I use. I can choose what I want to do with my body. And I also understand that there are people who are suffering at this time, but if they chose to go back in time, they would be suffering in that time too, most likely. This is what, it's kind of like what my thing is. Like, I get that there is suffering in the world. I get that there is starvation. I get that there are rapes. I get that there are people who get their clits cut off. I get that there are all of these crazy, intense, terrible things that happen. But if you went back a year from now, or if you went back 10, or if you went back 1,000... It would be the same. Or worse. Or worse. At be- so at best, it's the same. At worst, it is way worse. Yeah. Well, and like, that's kind of where I feel guilty in this life. So we live a pretty good life, I think. We've, we haven't had to deal with a lot of, I don't know, adversities and all that stuff. But... um since we like finalized our house this week with like adding all of the interior design stuff, which was really, really fun. And that same day I saw a post like this many people are still starving in Africa. And I was just like about to ball because I'm like, here we are buying a house and there are thousands of millions of people starving. And so it's just hard to like put yourself in other people's shoes and help other people while you want to help yourself i don't know it's it's a weird place to be because i feel like we're so fortunate and we kind of forget about those people that are, are less fortunate yeah i mean you and i are in the top one percent in the world most likely if i had to guess so what is seven billion what's one percent of seven billion like 700 70 yeah it'd be 70 so 70 million people probably we probably fall in that one percent if not, we fall on the two percent for sure. It's just crazy how, like, when you live your life, you completely forget about. I'm sorry, but like at the same time, this is gonna sound bad, but I'm sorry I was born here. Like, I'm not gonna apologize for that. Like, 
and no one sh- and no one should seek my sympathy either like that's what that's what that's what sucks about life it's all random chance so i understand my privilege yeah. and luck being born where i was yeah. born but like am i gonna get mad at the dude who wins the lottery and gets a million dollars no you know like it's not like uh, it's not like they cheated it's not like they did something unless it's with unless it was millions yeah. then it was cheating so if you if you didn't have someone break into someone who is the security for it break into and steal the game pieces <laughs> to win the lottery cuz i don't know like i you can't you can't fault someone for that and i also can't feel bad like i cuz i wasn't the one who made the choice if i was the one who decided these people are going to live in this area and suffer I would have that racking my conscience for quite some time. Part of the reason that I believe the way that I do that there is not a God. Because if there is one, that's whoever's calling the shots. I don't know who's calling the shots. If someone is calling the shots, thank you for the what you gave to me. But man, if I had not got into the position that I was in, I would be livid with you. And Alex, it's because you're not humble. It's because you're not humble. No, it's, be, it's because I'm honest. Like I, anyone who calls me not humble is anyone who is having a really good life right now because you are able to even listen to this. And I feel like to be a normal person in this life, like in America with adequate, you know, money, food, shelter, all that, like you have to kind of distance yourself from all this crap that's going on in the world. Because if you think about every single thing that's happening to other people in third world countries, like, you won't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> my, boss, my boss does the best analogies. I'm talking about his, his newborn child and, like, some stuff that happened and how he had this epiphany and realization that if nurses took everything home with them that happened every single day, they would burn out extremely quickly and they would like get really, really depressed because there are, especially in like dealing with children and like the NICU and things like that, um, babies die. Babies are seriously injured and have problems. And to have to take that home with you is super, super difficult. So we can't just take on all of the sadness in, in the world or else it's going to destroy us. And if you're a good person, that's one fewer good person that is able to help lift up the world because you're taking on so many of the, these other problems. Um, instead of taking things upon you, you should be trying to build things where there are things that are broken. But it's like, how do you do that on a regular basis? Like, I know that like nurses, I'm sure, have like amazing like coping mechanisms, but it's like as a normal human being that doesn't have that training, it's like, it's sometimes really difficult. Like one time I was like, crying because someone stole my bike this was like a long time ago and and I opened my phone and like the first thing I saw on on Facebook was this um this story about little girls like children being sexually molested as children man you're going so dark today I know I'm sorry (laughs) this is how my brain works normally welcome to my brain and and then I just felt so terrible for feeling bad for like my bike being stolen. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? There's no reason why I should feel bad about my bike being stolen. Like there are people in this world that are like suffering a, a hundred times, thousand times worse than I am right now. But does it in any way invalidate your feelings like you know for me it did i felt worse because i felt stupid for feeling bad about my so double bad uh like not only did it invalidate your feelings it also made them made you feel worse and become a a even more sad person at that time yeah i mean i guess it made me not feel bad about my bike anymore that's good (laughs) Looking for that, look, always looking for that silver light. <laughs> Anyways, this world is just crazy. And it's just like hard to decide like what's worth your emotions and what isn't. What's, what's worth your time. Yeah. Because I think everyone, like it's, it's all just from uh, whatever perspective you are 
at in your life. That's not the right word. Perspective isn't the right word. It's all relative, though. All of our feelings are relative to whatever situation we find ourselves in. So just because there are there's someone suffering in another country or in our country or our next-door neighbor or whatever it is doesn't mean that whatever things you're going through are any less painful to you and that you shouldn't be okay with those things. Because I think that, but I I agree. Let me, let me, let me finish. Because I I, I think that's where a lot of depression and anxiety, not just in the United States, but in the world comes from, is from people trying to take, like, because I go back to our life is not that hard. Not just our life, but like everybody's life. So by you feeling bad about feeling bad about feeling bad, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's helpful. Do you it, re- it doesn't change well, anything. Like what, what, what changed, what, what, what changed by that, by you feeling all that, all that change, that little kid still starving and now you're depressed. So two negative things instead of one. I guess like I could put my money towards that or put like my time and effort towards something that I care about like that. I think about that a lot. I think um, about like, what if we just gave all our money away? Like our stimulus money? Like I was no, thinking about giving, giving all, all of our of, money away. Well, no, in general, but like right now, I'm just like, yeah, let's just give that away because it's not like we need it. It wouldn't do, it wouldn't it would drop in a bucket. Yeah. In a trillion, in a multi-trillion dollar world economy, $1,200 isn't going to so do anything. do you ever feel bad about feeling bad for something so trivial when you see other people with worse off conditions? Or I think that like, it's just how my brain works. And so like, I just over You empathize, which is yeah. good. No, I like that sounded, the way that I just said that sounded like I was like <laughs> accusing you of something like you cheated on me. You empathizer! <laughs> No, I, I, um, that's a good thing. Empathizing is a good thing, but um, but to a certain extent, it's fine. But it's after damaging. That, yeah. If it, it start, if it starts to damage you and have an effect on your mental health. But then. it's like, how do people in general like separate themselves from everything else that's going on? Because I think I have a hard time doing that. So I don't read the news because I because you can't read. <laughs> Graduated college without being able to read. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but like, it's really difficult to read or see those really, really hard things in life, really sad, depressing stories, and still live in our perfectly normal, happy life. And then it makes me feel really, really bad for... Well, Katie, you want to know what? We need all those negative things because no one would listen to the podcast if we didn't have any negative things to talk about. <laughs> like literally, here's a, here's a funny thing. I won't say which ones. I will just say that Katie and I recorded a very positive podcast. Um, and it was the lowest listened to podcast. You can tell me. It's okay. No, no, no. no it's, I'll tell you afterwards. I don't want to say it because it'll be an indictment on me. Um, not an indictment on me. It'll, it'll come across like I'm trying to say something about certain t- types of people. Anyways, one of our most positive podcasts nobody listened to. And then all of our negative ones are just racking up the listens like our our average listenership is about 100 people per episode um and this recent positive one so maybe i just got to give it a little bit more time was like 30 <laughs> 30 people listen to it so and do you want to do a negative and one? so when i say our average is 100 i mean there are some where we get like 150 180 mm-hmm. people um people are like oh you're bragging about your, 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 your low listenership. Well, let's I, make this I, like... I would have never thought that many people would give a damn about my podcast. So I'm very grateful for that. That's why I feel bad like criticizing people wanting to listen to negativity. Like yeah. I feel like ah, that sounds bad too. Like it's not that they want to listen to negativity. It's just it's just like the keeping up with the Joneses. I feel like people are like, oh, look at look at that kid. Their kid does their kid does heroin. So we're doing pretty good because our kid just does crack. <laughs> The reason why I listen to negative negativity, like I listen to um, terrible thanks for asking podcast, and it's just it's about like loss in life in general, and so I think that like not only does it make me feel better about my life, not exactly. that exactly, 
but not like in a negative way it also makes me like prepare for what it's going to be like to lose somebody in my life like hearing the way that they cope with loss but if our negative podcasts do better let's let's make this a negative one well i'm not sure if negative is the right word i I kind of feel bad that i said said it like that it's like because i do think people also like the overcome story like I, i think that's a big a big thing too let's talk about it overcoming coronavirus uh quarantine right now depression man it's tough man like six weeks now mm-hmm. and it's it's been a roller coaster like of emotions like i'm glad that everything's normal in life but like emotionally it's been really difficult and i know that's been difficult on you recently well so it's been weird yeah but you just get through it i feel like i always have to cry well, even that's though i don't of the cancer <laughs> even though i don't <laughs> so i feel like i have like a lump in my throat all the time like you want to cry and so i looked it up on like webmd and it's like you might have like a cold or like maybe mental issues which i have or it's cancer <laughs> and so She's like, well, I don't know how to get this thing to go away. I already cried, <laughs> but it's not going away. <laughs> Anyways, just just little funny things that we can laugh about now. <laughs> just let out another cry right now. I got bit by a dog and it didn't cry. I don't know what else will make me cry probably right now. Probably because you're in shock. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why. Well, yeah. To all, like, this is going to sound so anti-dog. Dogs were used to be wolves. And then we bastardize them into little pussy ass bitches. I understand. So, but they still have that innate instinct to attack. Like, for example, if a dog at the end of the day is super hungry because you haven't been feeding it, it will eat you. Like, if, if worse comes to worse, your dog will eat you without really thinking about it. Humans, you know, with, we know the Andy, the Andes Mountain incident. They had to think about it and be on the brink of super starvation before they started eating their dead comrades. A dog will eat you. Anyways, all of this to say, sick and tired of like, oh, it must be a bad owner. No, sometimes dogs are just terrible, terrible dogs. And another thing, they are they are innately wanting to do that. They innately want to attack, not attack. Attack might be too harsh, but like to feed and protect, whatever, things like that. So I, I want to stop hearing that little thing. And then leash your dogs too. I hate you people who think, oh, not my dog. And I know, I know that every single one of you is thinking that you are that person who always has your dog on a leash. But I guarantee to you, at some time or another, you have unsafely had your dog off of a leash. So get off your high horse. Put, keep your dog on a leash. Keep K-E-E-P on a leash. Take it off once you get at home, inside the house, backyard, wherever. But it's time to stop blaming people and dogs for this and just realize that the real problem is a lot of us are secretly irresponsible. Well, and it's funny that you say that because, like, they told me their dog... He normally doesn't do this. Yeah, their dog has never done something like this before. And so it's like... They were like super surprised, but it's just like you could have avoided this with putting your dog on a leash. And And I do go back to every single person is thinking, I'm not that person. And you most likely are. There are very few people who I I can tell from your Instagrams. Don't don't, maybe don't share so much on Instagram so I can know how many people like I still get really freaked out seeing how many people. Thankfully, with coronavirus, maybe that's one of the positives. Less selfies in cars. How many selfies I see people take while they're driving with their children in the car? It's un... And I don't want to be the dick who just like reaches out after you do a little Instagram with your kid and be like, Hey, uh, maybe you want to not do that because how terrible would it be if you just became a commercial? Oh, yeah. Just be responsible, I guess. I don't know. It's like really easy to just make steps to like avoid terrible things. And I know when I have a dog, I'm not going to put it on a leash. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) 
We're going to have a backyard that's plenty too lazy big. for it. That's why I'm not doing it. What's your excuse? Well, and it's like a leash. It costs like what? Five, ten, twenty dollars. Um, a lawsuit for your dog attacking somebody can cost thousands of dollars. So please don't do that. Well, I mean, millions. We're going to be suing them for millions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they ripped my freaking pants. Yeah, those were million dollar pants. Remember that we had our secret gold in there and the dog swallowed the gold and digested mm. it? Remember? This will, mm. this, I think this recording will actually work in court. So just say yeah, yes. Yeah, they were really expensive pants. Because of your gold pa- pouch that he bit out. <laughs> Say it. Yes. The gold pouch. My gold pouch from my running pants. <laughs> what else has been weird? Oh, it's been weird. Also, like the podcast, like having like a little bit of a like a renaissance, like it's old, old renaissance. People wanting to come on it um, from the past. I've just been too lazy. Like it's so it's so much easier to record in person. Like I understand why Joe Rogan does it that way. Um, like and, one track, really easy editing. <laughs> and um, oh, and like people mentioning like some of the old podcasts too that I've that I've long forgot about because it's changed about halfway through the first year, but it's gone even more different this year. Like. Unless it's a major, major, major pop culture thing. I don't really talk about it. So what are your favorite topics then? I I really enjoy exploring like human, this sounds so dumb, like human experience. No, like like completely Depression, um, loss, success. Like there's obviously like hundreds upon hundreds of different human situations. No, it's like my favorite stuff too, to listen to. I just love... Especially, and maybe that's one thing I need to, I like, kind of like what you were saying, I like the fact that we talk about a lot of things and struggles that we go through, um, and I do like the people, like I honestly don't know, maybe everyone, maybe it's just one of those things where everyone is struggling, and so that's why they're listening to those podcasts, as opposed to like just wanting to listen to negativity. So I like the idea that I'm, I'm I hate saying this too, being vulnerable and being very, very open with a lot of things in my life as opposed to just um, keeping it in because keeping it in just affects everybody else negatively and then eventually you blow up on someone. So I like I like that everyone knows, and I've said this a hundred times, I like that everybody kind of knows where I'm at with them. Like that's my favorite character trait that I have of myself because ambiguity sucks. Like, am, like life's hard enough Mm-hmm. throw ambiguity on it with human relationships as well as like all of the things that you do in life and it just complicates it even more yeah and so i like that everybody kind of knows like no one has to be like oh what's why is alex acting like this today you know why i'll tell you i i, I will tell you why right now this is why i am acting this way um and then seven 14 days later or whatever it's like well sorry i was just having a tough day my just found out my uh, grandpa has cancer. I use grandpa because both my grandpas are already dead. Um, but yeah, that's and that's, that's a good thing. Like, I want to keep doing that. I've taken from you is like your pure honesty, which I think that sometimes people can be can see it as like really negative and like I don't want to hear honesty right now. Like, why are you telling me this? But like. I think it's really important in relationships that you care about. Like you're going to be honest with people that you care about just so that you can make things better. And so I've started to like practice that in my relationships with people. Like, of course, like I don't. now she's losing a lot of relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, like just like one example is just like my manager is also my really good friend. And so like when we have disagreements, I will flat out tell him hey, I really didn't like the way that you approached this issue. I would like it if you did it this way next time. And then he'd be like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. Because, like, I had no idea idea. why you were, like, upset at me. You're such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, like, I will take the time to tell people when I am ready, of course, that something's wrong. And I think that it makes things better in the long run because then you can fix things really easily as opposed to, like, coming across that issue again in your relationship. You know, I mean, the only thing I don't like about that is in your time. 
You're like, you know, I'll, I'll come to you about it in, in my time. Well, it's because if I approach it right away, like, you know this too. If I like approach them, yeah, I just get super emotional. Like, even though I'm like not sad, I'll like if I'm frustrated or anything on the extreme level, I will start crying. And people see that as a weakness and I don't like that. And so that's why I try to make like. Make them see it as a strength. <laughs> Cut out their throat as you start crying. No. That's how they'll remember you forever. <laughs> no. I just think it's a way to like help relationships crying grow. No, no, no. Not the crying part, but just being honest. I think crying's okay. Like, oh, I've cried in front of my manager too. Like, crying sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. Cause like, there's no, there's like, you have no idea what you're supposed to do. Like, what can, first off, what can I legally do? <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll get you a tissue. Is that, is that okay? That's illegal. Like, I would, I would. Really? You think giving a tissue? Is... Absolutely. You should. What? What? Why do? Why would a man? Is it a man in this situation giving yeah. a woman a tissue? What is that? She has no. tears coming down her face. That's, that's so the patriarchy. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oppressing <laughs> women by letting them know without us you can't wipe your own tears. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was like a. You might want this, but if not, it's fine. I, I, okay, that's that's probably the the best thing that I learned this year. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say year. The best thing that I learned this podcast year. So it's the two year anniversary was like last week. Um, is that it's my little rant I just did there, pretending like I'm a super femme, attacking my wife as a man, and mansplaining to her why she is incorrect about receiving a handkerchief from a male superior. Anyways. Made me. This year has been the realization that we believe we all believe mostly the same things. Like nine, we believe ninety eight percent the same things, and then we disagree on these two percent. Politics. No, no, no. Two percent, just two percent of things. Politics might be part of it, but like I just say, for the most part, the things that matter to us, we relatively agree on, and that there's just these two polar opposites that get like. People riled up over like the dumbest things, uh, and that has been really, really good for me. Like I've, I've never felt more like a moderate in my entire life, because I was super lib, and then sometimes I swing a little conservative because the liberals get too liberal, and then I go back liberal because the conservatives get too conservative. But like this year was finally just like, we like all the same things, and the, the rest doesn't really matter. Like, like we get caught up on like the weirdest little things. Uh, and I shouldn't say so, weirdest little things because I think there are things that are major that we also get caught up that really don't impact us and we don't really care about. Like, this is going to sound terrible. People don't really care about abortion. <laughs> and that includes people who don't want people to get abortions because if I, I think of it this way. If someone was constantly trying to murder your child... <laughs> Maybe that's a little too direct, but like, let's say if someone was constantly trying to murder your child, do you think maybe you'd protest against the person who's trying to do that? Um, or a close friend or like just a, a human innocent being? I'm not trying to like, everyone's going to be like, oh, this is like super conservative Alex. All I'm saying is if people really cared about people getting abortions, they, they wouldn't exist. And people would be protesting all the time because it is that serious of a thing, but people don't. Yes, there are some, but it is a very small percentage that actually really care about it. And that goes to my point. You have the two super extreme ends of people who really care about these random things that people don't actually care about. I think that in the end, like, we can only care about a certain amount of things. Yeah, like, and that's fine. So, like, going back to, like, my whole thing with, like, yeah, you think about, like, people starving. You think about ch- children being molested, like... If you think about all those little things, like you get really depressed. So like that's why you can only care about a few things so that you can be an advocate for those things. Just because it's too hard to care about everything. Agreed. And, and if you do care about it's everything, impossible. yeah, you will get super depressed and really defeated at the end of the day. Because you'll never be able to do it. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I agree. Like it's hard to defend everything, everything that you might care about. But so that's why you don't defend things that you don't care about completely but but that's how you know what people really really care about is like things change relatively quickly when it's something that matters um but now i don't know on its own sometimes but now it feels like we're forcing things on a on a lot of people 
Um, it's really weird. It's really weird what people like. I, I like because I try. I try to think like, what do I care about? I don't really care about you and me and our life and having success, safety, and security. That's like number one. Like you it's, care about oh, you. Oh my gosh! It's, it's a pyramid. So it's a pyramid. Ma- it's a pyramid. Yep. What is it? A pyramid. Well, no, no, no. Like the one Keebler's. <laughs> oh no, no, no! That's Kubler Ross, but no, it's uh, Maslow's. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But what I mean though is like it's yeah. another pyramid where it's not self-actualization at the top. It's it's almost like the the it's almost like the pyramid is flipped not necessarily, to know what though. really really matters to you. Like that's what I like the the hierarchy needs is actually like perfect if you flip it. Like what really really matters to you, food and security. How are you going to live without food? You die. So that's one of our base needs that we want. Um and then from there, that's when I go to like the protection of you and myself. That's the second most important thing after my survival. Because if I can't survive, I can't help us survive. Yeah. And then it just moves on down the list, down the line. Yeah, that's like something that like I've also started to um, really, I mean, not relate to because like I don't have this issue, but like I've had other people in my life be like, I'm having a really hard time caring for my children, like spending time with my children when it, when I don't have time for myself. It's like you have to put yourself first to be able to help others in an effective way. And so it's like, yeah, you put yourself first, but that way other things can fall into place. I mean, take care of your kid too because uh, I mean, if they're a little bitch, I'm going to be pissed. They better be a good citizen. <laughs> I don't know. Matt's little daughter's really, really bratty, but she's super cute. Because <laughs> no, that's what sucks is you have all these people. And this is going to sound so bad. I don't mean like most people are great parents. Like, I'm, I'll be honest. Like most people are great parents, raise great kids. And, and, and honestly, I don't think parents have a whole lot of effect on how your kid's going to end up. Even um, if the mom is like a stay at home mom, do you feel like they have like a lot of effect from like the other children at their school? And yes. teachers and stuff more think, so than their yes. parents, yeah. So like maybe at the start, yeah. The parents, but honestly, I feel like I was more impacted than by my brothers than. Honestly, I don't know though. But it's like so. Should we but have also, like? Also, I don't more know kids? what was just naturally In, inside of yeah. me all along. Like this was going to be my personality because like we're all so radically different and we were raised by the same parents. Obviously, at different times and with different social settings with our siblings. Like, even me and Becky are really, really different. Becky and Aaron are really, really different. Me and Aaron yeah. are different. Um, and we're all relatively close in age. And then all my all my siblings are, are different. Like, I know that we always, I always say, like, the it's so interesting those things that we have in common. Which is, those, those things are, like, really weird. Like, oh, that must be just, like, a, that's part of the DNA type traits. And so those are really interesting to me. But we're also very, very different in many ways. So... Yeah, I feel the same way with my family. That's why. That, so that is why I don't think parents have that much of an effect. <laughs> yeah. Just see how every child turns out differently and the same parents that raise them. It just It's just interesting to think, like, what were the main factors that influenced that child? And how can, like, you, I don't know, instill the right things into the child at the right times? To make them a good person. But, like, the thing is, like, you never know if your child's going to be a good person. Because they're, like, they're people that are make or that raise children that are, like, perfectly normal. There are people who I think are, like, are good people who have terrible kids. Or that end up raising children that end up being murderers. But I also don't murders. know the full story. Like, that's what sucks, too, is I don't know how everyone was raised. Like, so I, I, I see these things where I'm like, oh, perfect, perfect parents. Awesome. Like, they're going to raise awesome kids, obviously. But I don't know every, like, the actual inner workings of that. Well, it's for, like, I mean, sorry, going back to, like, the really, really negative things that I think about quite often. Not that, like, I've had this experience at all. <laughs> that makes it sound really bad. But, um, like, there are children that end up having experiences with, like, adults that the parents don't know about. For example, like, a child being molested in a situation where the parents weren't pregnant or weren't present kind of thing. 
And so, like, that's what's really scary and sad about, like, being a parent is that you are not constantly there to help your child um, and to make sure that your child is safe. So why do you want to be a parent? Uh, I think it's, like, just an instinct, like, a motherly instinct. Like, I've just always wanted to be a mother. Maybe that's the way that, that I was raised. Um, and I've always liked children. I I helped raise my youngest brother and sister, and so, like, I mean, of course, it's a lot of work, but they're just so cute. Babies are adorable. And, of course, they're really, really cute until they start talking back to you <laughs> and start swearing at you. So, I don't know. Has that already happened? With... Was Zachariah and Tina? Are they swearing already? Ooh. Yeah, Zachariah is swearing. Zachariah well, called my mom the B word. Well, that's like a kind of interesting <laughs> thing. Like, we've talked about this before, where I'm just like, I want to teach my kids how to swear because I agree, like, swearing can come across as lazy. I 100% agree with the sentiment, but if you're good at swearing, it can be a super powerful tool in communication. I think that's, like, a really, really hard part about parenting, though, is, like, you don't know, like, what's going to be helpful and what's going to be damaging later on. But also, like, it sucks because I think that as a parent, your children can hurt you more than other people in your lives. Oh, yeah. Like... Like, you're mine. Um, well, and, like, Tina, one time she, like... Tina's don't get the, too personal. I What won't. if she listened to this in the future? <laughs> I won't. Um, so Tina's one of my younger sisters that I helped raise. And one time she like freaked out at the grocery store and started like yelling at me like, you don't care about me. You left me when you married Alex. Like all these things like you don't want to be around me. You think I'm just the worst kind of thing. Like, of course, that's what I You're said to my the worst right now. <laughs> that's what I said to my mom when I was a teenager. And she was like eight. Like, that's what was really scary about it. And I had, like, it was, like, super hard. Like, I was super hurt, which is so weird to say about an eight-year-old affecting an adult, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, this is really hard, and she's only my little sister. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, like, the worst thing I ever did to my mom. Yeah. I don't even know if she remembers it. I did that to my mom, too, at school. No, I, I stopped talking to my mom for a week. It was just a week, but. I did that to my dad. And who knows if I was justified? Who knows if you were justified? Like, because there are sometimes I'm like, I don't think I, I'm very confident I was not justified. I was more that, mad at punishment. my mom. I think it was like super. I think I was just being like super petty, <laughs> as I always am in life. My mom had done something similar to me, and so and then when my dad did it to me, I was really, really mad that my mom treated me that way because of what my dad told me. I don't know. Like, it's it's really complicated, but I was hurt because the way that my mom treated me was way different, and I, I don't know. It's just hard. So what are you looking forward to the podcast this year? <laughs> I guess I think more. we're going to be talking a lot about Katie and her familial relationships. I'm sorry. I hope that doesn't bother you that I have so many like stories. <laughs> but hopefully we, we can have a lot of honest conversations. I don't know if there's like any honest conversations that people would want to listen to though. <laughs> but um hopefully like I know that it, like it helps you grow and Hopefully it can like just continue to do that. And hopefully you can like have meaningful relationships because of it. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what like the meaning of podcasts are anyways. So is it just to like talk about stuff? <laughs> or is it to like become yeah, we famous? We want to talk about it now. <laughs> is it to become famous? No, but I mean you get like ten dollars a month, right? <laughs> ten dollars an episode. Um Ish. I don't know. Like, I hope that, like, but when things return to normal, like, after the coronavirus, you can, like, have some really good rela relationships and, like, conversations with people about this difficult time. 
because I feel like a lot of people have different views on this and I feel like it's difficult for people in different ways and in general it's just a weird time and it would be fun to record it I don't know it's it's really weird (laughs) yeah it's probably going to be a lot of a lot of the same as this last year if I had to guess like just whenever I have Whenever anyone suggests a good subject to talk to me about, I'm always like always down to talk about it. Like there's the world fascinates me and I love learning, especially via conversation. I'm I'm not a vi- so I'm an oral or oh, no. <laughs> How do you say ear or or? How do you what? say like someone who like learns via listening? Just say that. <laughs> Isn't there like a word for it though? Oral? <laughs> Coral. No, it's not oral. But um, I retain so much more information that way. So having more conversations just in general are going to be going to be great. And then also like talking like about hard things. Like there've been a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of good things this year that I, that I got off my chest and got out of the way. Auditory listening. Auditory. What? Auditory horror. What were like your top, I don't know, few favorite ones that you like got off your chest this year? I don't even remember, man. I, I really guess like the, what? The divorce one was really, really good. <laughs> that was really good, but it was just really insane because we had, we had not talked about it. That one and then the one with Sheila about like loss. And yeah, that death. was good. That one was a good one, too. I think those are my two favorite. That's good. I think those are, like, really meaningful, too, because I feel like pe- a lot of people go through that. Uh-huh. Like, difficult marital issues or loss in general. So. Yeah, it's... It'll keep coming. And I feel like as just as time goes on and as we age, there'll be more things to talk about that are really difficult. I Cause, like, Absolutely, the, especially if you have kids. The older you get, the more people you lose. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah, that's why I said I need to do more of them. It's just like weird because like you get to the... It's just like when I did Friendship Friday. Um, and although they're like stupid little initiatives about like saluting people that I've done in my life. Um, it like just gets weird. Like how do you order... Like you don't want anyone to think like you... Oh, oh th- this is your, the order of how much you care about these people. I don't necessarily think it's like an order. I know, but I perceive it to come across that way to people. I mean, as long as Even you though they probably don't, I just view it that way. Yeah. But I think that, like, people that, like, want to be in your life will, like, reach out to you to want to be on the podcast. That was another really good thing that I've learned recently is um, don't uh, seek the love of those who don't love you. That is, a, like, a really hard lesson to learn as an adult. It is a really adult. hard lesson. I realized that I cared a lot about people that didn't love me back. And so I needed to stop. Yeah. That's really hard. I agree. I mean, I think cuz no, no one wants to feel still. no one wants to feel like they're not wanted. Yeah. When it's like if you try super hard with a person, like reaching out to them, inviting them to events and all that stuff, it's like it hurts when they never respond back and then it takes a while to realize like, oh, they actually don't want to hang out with me and they're not actually a friend. <laughs> so. I mean, I also want to like give, I also understand that people are busy and people Oh no, oh, for sure. Like but that. like if it's like, a, oh, the it's, 16th time where they said no. <laughs> it's usually when I see people who do moderate amount of things and then like you invite them to do stuff and they say no. If it's people who are norm- normally are homebodies, I... Like, oh, you just like being at home. I, I get it. Yeah. What else you got? You're hosting this bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I just I look forward to what, like, the next year has to offer. Um, I hope that you're able to, like, grow in ways that you want to grow and learn from other people because I feel like that's really important in a podcast is, like, getting other opinions. So I hope that you're able to seek that out. Anything else you have? Thanks for listening. (laughs) Well, thanks for uh, putting on a good podcast that I really enjoy. Keeps me sane at work. (laughs) And uh, 
thanks for listening and next time we hope you get a li- give it a listen is that the right thing to say Don't waste your time commenting, and from the looks of it, nobody ever really spent any time commenting. Do subscribe so that you can always get the new pieces as they come in. That's really all that I have, because there's nothing else to say. Keep being better, and looking forward to chatting with you next time. <laughs>